and maybe that's an area where you as a owner were lacking maybe you you found a great deal but you didn't have a great business plan and if somebody else comes in with a great business plan you know that's a great way to kind of be a partner you're selling some interest but you're still maintaining some level of control some level of uh, income It is a common saying among real estate investors that you make money when you buy, not when you sell. While this catchy phrase has value, it fails to convey how easy it is to lose money through poor property management and simply lacking a good business plan. Whether you self-manage or hire a professional, it is important to understand how to overcome the common pitfalls and challenges with rental properties. That's why you have tuned in to Maximizing Your Property Value, the Apartment Owner's Guide to Operating the Rental Properties as a Successful Investment Business. I'm your host, John Stiles, real estate agent at Bridge Realty. As a current multifamily investor and former property manager myself, I understand the headaches you're going through. It's all too easy to lose your money and your mind in this business, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can find success. It takes a solid business plan. It takes tested systems. It takes key team members, and that is what this show is all about. So let's take a deep dive and maximize your property value. Hello, this is John Stiles, real estate agent from Bridge Realty. Thanks so much for checking out my channel. Today, I'm starting off a new series called Maximizing Your Property Value, and it's specifically geared for apartment owners, although you could apply this information to other types of real estate. So before we go any further, I want to introduce a friend of mine, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, John. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Let's yeah. have some fun. Yeah. And so Todd, you're on here today because you're a real estate investor, real estate apartment syndicator. And um, tell us a little bit about your background and, and involvement with real estate. Uh, yeah, sure. Real quick, I've been in, uh, in real estate uh, since 2008, uh, very heavily, uh, done a lot of flips, um, been investing in a lot of one to four family properties and transitioned into multifamily uh, properties in 2016-ish. Uh, so I, I, I own a, a handful of you know, 10, to, 10 to 20 unit type properties and then own uh, some larger stuff as well. Uh, been doing the syndication stuff now for for a few years and uh, uh, just enjoying it, loving it. So I do this full I do this full time. That's all I do. Great, great. And of course, you also have a podcast of your own called Pillars of Wealth Creation. Yep, podcast called Pillars of Wealth Creation, which of course uh, you are a part of as well. And so that's that's a lot of fun. So the listeners can check out that and hear you every Wednesday as we talk about whatever, just every anything that we try to give some golden nuggets about. So, yeah, very good. Okay, with that, let's dive in today's topic. Uh, which is maximizing your property value through seller financing. And this is when you are selling. So a lot of people have heard about this in the past. Sometimes it's referred to as a contract for deed um, or seller carryback. There's different terms, different ways to go about it. But we just wanted to kind of list off a couple of the benefits and how this could maximize your property sale. So Todd, you've had some experience with uh, seller financing. Can you give us an example? 
Sure. Yeah. I've, I've been on the buyer side, so I've, I've seen it from the buyer side, but I know the benefits uh, as a seller, there's, there's several reasons to do it. Uh, either way, there's several reasons to do it. So um, it's a great strategy if your property is distressed. It's also a great strategy if maybe you want to uh, get out of the market, but you still want to get some cash flow. Um, it's a, it's a great strategy uh, if you want to maybe lessen your tax burden. Um, so there's several reasons to do it, uh, but either way, it's a good way to, to get your property sold, maximize value, um, and also continue positive cash flow. So um, do you want to hear about maybe a couple of them that I've done? Or Yeah, go ahead and uh, give us a, an example. Yeah, so uh, one of the one of my favorite ones is a, a 22 unit that I, I purchased, and I did seller financing. And I actually um, offered the the seller just a regular cash out, and he preferred the seller financing option because he saw the continual cash flow that he was going to get. He was going to get monthly payments of twenty, almost twenty three hundred dollars, um, and a, a you know a lot of that it's heavy interest when you first start. So it's it was a fully amortized you know twenty five year. It, it was principal and interest, but when you first start a loan, you're giving a lot of principal uh, or giving a lot of interest, sorry, and very little principal. So so he's seeing that positive cash flow coming in. Uh, in this case, it was a it was a distressed property. He probably wasn't making any money uh, or he wasn't. I know he wasn't making any money. Uh, so this was a great way for him now to make money yet maximize the value from his property. He couldn't have sold it likely for any more money. And, and maybe he sold it for even more money than if a buyer came and tried to get financing for it or tried to buy it cash. Um, so it, and then, and then, of course, it's secured. It's it's the he had uh, the notes is based on the property, and and uh, he saw my business plan and provided him a good, strong business plan, and so it worked out really well for him. And he liked the cash flow. He wasn't going to ten thirty one exchange, so he was just going to, you know, take the take the money, and and now it's a different kind of tax burden for him as well. It doesn't take yeah. that one big hit, so. So that was a really good, uh, good seller financing option. That was a contract for deed uh, option. And that was, you know, I gave them 10% down. You could do 10, you could do 20, you could do whatever you want, but uh, it's gotta be a win-win. And in this case, the win-win was 10% down um, and uh, you know, 5% interest and 25 year amortization. So it was a, it was a good solid deal. Yeah, I really like that example. It touches on, you mentioned that the property was a bit distressed and sometimes when a property is distressed, you literally can't get bank financing on it. Mm -hmm. So if you tried to, if bank financing is ruled out of the picture, then you may be left with cash offers. And cash offers are typically the lesser of all the offers that you're going to see. Yeah. So selling a contract for deed can bring it up higher than a cash offer, maybe in line, you know, all depending on the situation, maybe in line with a regular bank finance offer. Yeah. Yeah. And John, in this case, uh, you know, this guy had no mortgage on it. So it worked as a contract for deed. Now you might say, well, if I've got a mortgage on it, I can't really do that. No, because you got to do on sale clause. Well, then you can do a, what's called a master lease option where you're selling it basically on a, on a lease, you're selling on a lease or lease option. So you're giving me a master lease. So I am paying you 
to control all the units. I'm paying you for all those units X amount per month. Uh, it's a lease to me. It's not a sale. We've got a sale price down and down the road. Um, but it's a lease. So I'm paying you whatever that might be X amount a month. Um, you're still paying your mortgage and we have to do things to protect me and things to protect you. Uh, but it, that's another way to do it. If you do have a mortgage on it, you can still do this. It doesn't mean that you can't sell seller financing. And there's, again, it's not just because you're distressed uh, seller. There's many other benefits for it yeah. um, to do it. So you don't have to just be a distressed seller to want to do seller financing. It's a great way to sell your property. It's a great way to allow somebody else to get into a property. Yep. Yeah. Another reason that you kind of touched on there is then the new either master lease tenant or the new buyer uh, is then responsible for all of the expenses related to the property. So you as the seller get your consistent monthly income and you don't have to worry about managing the property manager. You don't have to worry about managing the contractors. You don't have to worry about the tenants not paying the rent, although that may somehow affect you down the line, but ultimately, but the first line of that uh, interaction is with the new buyer. Well, and you can control things as the seller too. You can require the buyer to provide you with monthly or quarterly or annual statements. You can make that a part of the loan provision. So, so it's not just that you have to throw your hands up in the air and go, oh, geez, I just, I, I pray that they do this thing. Well, you can have, you can have provisions. You can have a reserve account requirement. You can say, fine, you know what? I'll let you give me 10% down, but you have to keep whatever that, might, that amount might be, 50000 100000 75000 20000 I don't know, into a reserve account that you give me read access to. So I have to be able to see that you maintain at least that amount. Otherwise, you default on the loan and I have the right to take it. So you can set provisions in there yep. that allow you some control. Yeah, that's a great point because some sellers are going to be concerned that – um, that they're giving up their control, but, and they're not going to be certain what's, what's going to really happen to the property. But, um, yeah. And you are right, John, you are giving up some control, but that's, that's the plan. That's, that's what right. you wanted. That's what you want. <laughs> hey, I want to interrupt the show quick to tell you about an exciting opportunity to take your real estate investing career to the next level. I'm talking about the North Star Real Estate Conference that's coming up September 20th and 21st of 2019 in the Twin Cities. At this conference, we'll have both local and national speakers covering topics such as syndicating apartment deals, crowdfunding, getting started in commercial real estate, business mindset, and so much more. Aside from the amazing speakers, what makes this conference great is that the proceeds from the event are dedicated to charity. Now, for a limited time, if you enter my last name as a promo code at checkout, you can get $100 off your ticket for the weekend. Again, type in S-T-I-L-E-S for $100 off your ticket. Just follow the link in the show notes, and I hope to see you there. Now, let's get back to the show. Uh, another uh, point that people might consider is you could close a contract for deed much quicker than a bank financed uh, sale and cheaper yeah 
che cheaper for the buyer, which is going to help them to put more money into the property. And cheaper for you as a seller too. I mean, okay. we're potentially, also, potentially cheaper um, because just the overall costs are going to be less. They can spend more money on the property. Uh, so I guess it's, so you could say, well, look, you're, if you get a, let's say we're talking about a big property, right? Let's say we're talking about a property. They're going to put like a Fannie Mae loan or a bridge loan on something like that, where it's going to be really expensive in closing costs. Well, now we're not going to have, you know, $150,000 in closing costs. So you can pay me instead of, you know, $3 million, you can pay me $3.3 million and $50. You'll still save money. You'll still save a good chunk of money because you don't have these closing costs, but you can afford now to pay me more. Mm -hmm. So, so you could make a little bit more money on that deal by, yep. especially if you know what you're talking about saying, look, your closing costs on this deal, you realize are $150,000. With me, now that I'm financing for you, your closing costs are only going to be about $30,000 because you've got attorney fees still. But, um, you know, so I'm not going to give you that full discount, but I'll meet you in the middle. We'll cut that right in half and you can take a discount. But I want a little bit of profit for that too by, by uh, you know, being nice to you and giving you this type of financing. So, so that's a, you know, if you know what you're doing and you have an agent like John that knows what he's doing, you can create some value for yourself. Yep. That's great. Um, you know, another thing that people always wonder about is once, if they do sell in a traditional sale, they get all of their profits in that one single transaction, that one single year, uh, then they're going to have a huge capital gain. Do they, do they try to 1031, try to find a new property or, do they just pay the taxes and deal with it? You know, this is a big concern. If you're selling on a contract for deed, you're not receiving all of your income in just one year. Right, right. And you're not having to pay back all your depreciation in one year. Yeah. So these are uh, just several of benefits for selling your property through a contract for deed process or seller financing, depending on how you want to talk about it. Um, Todd, any other uh, things really specific to this topic that you want to add? Well, let, let's talk quickly about, um, if, if you want to, about uh, doing a seller carryback, okay, which is yes. another strategy. So seller carryback, and now this, this as a seller, you have to understand like, hey, I want to, I, I don't want to just get into a seller carryback without understanding that it's actually going to happen because you don't want to sign a deal and waste all that time without it happening. So make sure that you are specifically talking with their lender and their lender knows that we're doing the seller carryback. Because if you're doing a seller carryback, a lot of lenders will say, no, I don't want it. But some lenders will allow you to do a seller carryback and maybe the buyer only come in with a total of 10% of their equity. So that's another option for you to do the seller carryback. Just as the seller, be aware, you wanna make sure you talk with that lender or have a letter from the lender that says, yep, we understand that this is, this is part of the transaction and they're okay with it. Um, but that's a great way to also, now you're going to sell your property. The lender's going to give financing. Let's say the lender brings financing of uh, 75%. And now you as the seller, you bring an additional 10%. Well, if you sell your building for a million, that means you keep $100,000 into the deal as the equity that's their second mortgage. Okay. And so that's another way to do it. You're going to get your interest, maybe interest only, maybe interest plus principal, 
Um, but it's a good way to do it. The other way to do a seller carryback, and this is a little more creative, is to become a partner in the new LLC entity with that. So now you don't necessarily need a bank approval. You do want to make sure that things are going to be legit with it. But um, now you take partial ownership interest by keeping some of your money into the deal. Um, you can set, you know, an LLC can be set up however it needs to be. So you can set up certain um, criteria in that LLC, certain things that the, the uh, managing member needs to do. Otherwise you maybe reserve some voting rights, um, you know, however it works to protect your interest that you want to do. But that's another creative way to, to seller finance is to become a managing or not, not necessarily even a managing member, become a member of that LLC or an investor in that LLC. Yep. Yeah. And the, and the benefit of this is, is many things for one, you already know this property, you know, what maintenance is needed. You know, what capital improvements are needed. You know, what kind of tenants you are attracting. So you're already familiar with this investment uh, and you are, maybe comfortable with this investment as opposed to, you know, taking all your proceeds and exploring new options that are very uncertain. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Look, I mean, as a seller, we're talking to sellers uh, and I'm sure there's buyers that are going to be listening to this as well, but as a seller, you want to make sure that you're protecting your investment if you're going to be doing seller financing. So you want to find buyers that have a good business plan. So that's what I would look for. You know, what, what type of business plan do you have? What what are you going to do to this property? Why why is this going to work? Um, because if they don't know what they're doing, then you're just you know you're put, putting faith in somebody who do you do you know if they're gonna you know crash and burn or and maybe that's what you want. I I guess I wouldn't as somebody doing that, but maybe maybe you just want the property back. I don't know. Um, but personally, if, if I'm going to sell, I, I don't want my property back. I want to make sure they have success. So, you know, look at who's buying it and, and make a decision uh, from there. But it's a great way to sell a property if, if that's, you know, that's a, it's definitely a good option. Yep. And maybe that's an area where you as an owner were lacking. Maybe you, you found a great deal, but you didn't have a great business plan. And if somebody else comes in with a great business plan, you know, that's a great way to kind of be a partner. You're selling some interest, but you're still maintaining some level of control, some level of uh, income uh, that will continue to benefit you. Yep. Well, great, Todd. I really appreciate your input on this topic of seller financing and how we can maximize our property value when selling. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into this short show. If you like it, be sure to share it out. And if you want to learn more about Todd, Go ahead and look up Pillars of Wealth Creation. You can find his show on YouTube, on iTunes, and elsewhere. That's it for today. Todd, thanks for coming in. Awesome, John. I appreciate you having me. And uh, let's keep on rocking these. That was fun. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, see you next time. The opinions shared on this show are for informational purposes only and should not be taken as a solicitation for representation or investments in any specific offering. Please consult with your financial, legal, tax, and real estate advisor before making any investment decisions. John Stiles is a licensed Minnesota real estate agent with Bridge Realty. Thanks for tuning in to Maximizing Your Property Value, the apartment owner's guide to operating their rental properties as a successful investment business. 
If you're considering scaling up, downsizing, or right-sizing your real estate investment portfolio, it's important to know how to determine your property value in today's market. That's why I've put together a free ebook for you called How to Calculate Your Apartment's Value in Today's Market. To get your free copy, go to www.realestatestyles.com forward slash value. Now, if you found any value in the content on today's show, be sure to subscribe to our email newsletter, YouTube channel, and podcast through your favorite podcast player. All the links are in the show notes. And would you do me a big favor? Help me get the word out about this show by sharing with your friends on Facebook and LinkedIn. And lastly, we appreciate your five-star rating on iTunes. I really appreciate you and wish you the best in your real estate investing. Signing off, I'm John Stiles with Bridge Realty. Make it a great day.